When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, Go, marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her. For like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. So he married Gomer, daughter of Diblaim. But he didn't need to, right? Like, I know that God told him to, and that that's why Hosea married Gomer, and then Gomer's unfaithfulness to Hosea could be the object lesson for Israel's unfaithfulness to the Lord. But Hosea didn't need to marry Gomer to make that point. That point is made nearly everywhere else in the Old Testament. Idolatry equals adultery. By the time we get to Hosea, God has already said that several times, and for none of those other times did God require his prophet to marry an adulteress and suffer all the suffering that comes with being married to an unfaithful partner. And Gomer didn't have to suffer through the public shame of being an adulteress, a shame that has been public for thousands of years now. It didn't have to be. It all seems so unnecessary. I'm sure it would have seemed especially unnecessary to Gomer. I'm not going to pretend to know anything about the decisions that go into pursuing a life of prostitution. I've been preserved by my gender from having to think about it at all. I've never even seen Pretty Woman. So you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I doubt Gomer was happy about her profession. It seems safe to assume that she got the job out of necessity, a beggars-can't-be-choosers type situation. Her career was about survival, not about professional growth. That being said, she was surviving. Say what we will about what is referred to as the oldest profession, but it's in the running for the oldest because as a profession, it works. And there was enough shame in it that Gomer was probably left alone for the most part, and she was probably rather desensitized to all of it. You'd have to be, wouldn't you? You couldn't possibly hold on to a very high opinion of God's gifts of sex and marriage, could you? Not while getting paid for it. So how would Gomer have thought of God's command to Hosea that he find a promiscuous woman to marry as an object lesson for the entire nation? Did she laugh jadedly at the idea of a prostitute marrying a prophet? Did she bristle at the idea of making her shame so public? Or was she desensitized to that too? Was she open with Hosea about the fact that she had no intention of remaining faithful to him after their wedding? Was the whole thing a joke to her? Did it all seem like silly posturing? Was any of it really necessary? But she went along with it, didn't she? And God was able to make his point in a striking way, And Hosea's book of God's words is in the Bible for us to read and learn from. And so, Gomer is too. And because she did, and he did, and she was, because God made his point about idolatry and adultery for them, and for us, and for everyone in the whole world, because Hosea married Gomer, Gomer was loved. Not in a Hollywood, romantic, pretty woman kind of way. Again, I've never seen it. We don't know that Hosea and Gomer ever fell in love. We know for a fact that Hosea was commanded to love Gomer, in spite of who she was. But still, she was loved. Not for money, but for God. 
to show God's love? Was it necessary? Was that the only way for God to show his love to his people by commanding Hosea to love Gomer? I mean, God did it that way, so we can assume it was necessary, can't we? And how else was Gomer ever going to be loved? How else was she ever going to understand how much God loved her unless by seeing Hosea love her and forgive her without any reason to other than that God told him to? Because that's how God loves. Hosea is an example to us of how God sees our sin, its prostitution, its adultery, its shameful and hurtful and so offensive that it's nauseating. And still, Gomer is an example to us and to herself of how God still loves us. And that's why our sin offends him, because he loves us. And so he loves us far more than we deserve and entirely in spite of who we are. And he loves us so much that jaded and desensitized as we may be, he finds a way to get the message of his love through to us. Usually through the people whom he has put in our lives to be little examples of his love. Was it necessary I don't know about you, but object lessons always seem pretty superfluous to me. Except when I consider that every human life is an object lesson to every other. That's the beauty of how God made us. As social creatures, we learn best when we learn from each other. And what do we learn when we consider to what lengths God went to show us his love in the lives of all the people he mentions in his book? What do we learn from Gomer? We learn the most important, most striking, most necessary lesson of them all. We learn of God's grace. We learn of Jesus. You and I are dust and breath, loved by God, bought by Jesus. This podcast is written and produced by me, Ethan Cherney, a Wells pastor serving Our Savior Lutheran Church in Pomona, California. Get in touch on Facebook at Dust and Breath Pod, on Twitter at Dust Breath Pod, or by emailing dustandbreathpod at gmail.com. Outro music arranged and performed by Mr. Peter Shawey, who is like a river in the desert. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you could leave a review in iTunes or just share an episode on social media, I'd really appreciate it. It's the only way other people can find the show. Now, go do what God made you to do. Be who God called you to be. Go see what God can do with dust and breath and faith in Jesus, his son.